0: well this has been a fun surprise apparently people are actually listening to this i am learning all kinds of fun things As this experiment continues, I'm learning words like analytics and metadata. Apparently at least one person might have been listening from Germany. Um, Now in actuality, I know that there are many clever ways to make the internet think that you're in Germany when you're not, so who knows if that's actually true, but whether you're in Germany or Cleveland Heights or anywhere in between, thank you very much for listening to our first episode and thank you very much again for tuning in for this our second episode we called our first episode the apple tree books store podcast but with the understanding that a better title would be coming and we have it the winner of our contest for the new title for this podcast is book banter so from now on, this podcast is officially called Book Banter, the Appletree Books Store Podcast. To begin, I'd like to thank the Cleveland Hiking Club for their beautiful work on our July window display. If you didn't get a chance to stop in and see, please go to clevelandhikingclub.org where you'll find more information about the club, as well as their schedule of hikes and the different locations they'll be at. Take the opportunity to get outside while it's still warm enough and bright enough to do so. Summer is going so fast. And I would also like to thank Family Connections for our August window display. Uh, Stop by the store and check them out. They will be up for the entire month of August. For this episode, local illustrator Emily Dove was kind enough to sit down with me and answer some of my questions. She has some of the most beautifully illustrated books, which we will have a display of uh, this month at the store. So stop by and check it out. All right, without further ado, let's hear from Emily Dove. On your website, you're described as an author, an illustrator, and a naturalist. How do you define yourself?
1: Um, first, I, I think I've always considered myself an illustrator, mm-hmm. um, an artist. I went to art school. I've been one of those kids that just never stopped drawing. I do believe that everyone draws and could continue to draw if they're encouraged to, but I'm lucky that... I had a family that supported my artistic endeavors. So, um, yeah, I've always had that identity as an artist. Um, and I also come from a, from a family who was really into um, nature. My dad's a marine biologist, my mom is an educator, um, and they've together worked at various places like natural history museums, um, the Wild Center, and the Adirondacks, and a lot of cool places. So, I was always very inspired by that. I kind of see myself as illustrator first, naturalist second. Um, I really started getting into science and nature professionally only I'm uh, maybe halfway through my freelance career. So I want to say it was like five years ago. Um, so that's relatively new, but it, re- it really motivated me to um, or just reinvigorated me to work and make things that I really enjoy So
0: I think I was at a point in my career where I was feeling a little bored. What mediums did you use when you were first starting as an artist and what are you using now there are so many different tools to choose from
1: yeah well now everything is so digital um and it's hard to go back I I started off doing a lot of watercolor and pen and ink um but I haven't done that in years now I think once I started learning some digital programs um it just all clicked like everything seemed to work and um I used I worked in Illustrator doing more vector work to begin with, and then and now just really am painting more than I ever thought I would um, digitally. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I, I do like doing some textures and and painting more as a hobby than as like a professional. Um, a way of working because I think there's a lot more pressure when I do something that I can't undo. <laughs> yeah, I'll do I like to do things as gifts for people or, you know, play with gouache and it's more of, I don't I like to take the pressure off of myself for that sort of thing.
0: I'm not an artist, but I always assumed there must be a lot of muscle memory involved, like the feel of a brush versus a pencil in your hand but with digital, it's the same tool for every effect you're going for. Does that make a difference in the way that you draw when the tool is a digital one?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting um, observation. And honestly, I haven't really considered that as much, but I think I'm just so accustomed to using a a pencil and Mm -hmm. pen. Um, That's probably my ideal medium. So Um, it doesn't feel too different to me. And I've been doing it for so long now that it's like the most natural thing.
0: When did you decide art wasn't just going to be something you did for yourself, but but that you wanted to go to school and study this and really make it your career?
1: Yeah. Um, Man, I think... I decided that pretty young. <laughs> yeah. um, I know that there were some family members that were questioning that, like, "How are you going to make a living?" And I, I had some grandparents who would go to an art museum and see a successful artist like mm-hmm. Chihuly, who does the glass blowing, and he'll, they'll yeah. be like, "You have to do glass blowing. They're successful. You should <laughs> do that." Um, and I, I just remember thinking, "I don't. There's nothing else I want to be doing with my life." Um, I think at one point I, I um, considered going into ecology like my dad or being a marine biologist but um, I think ultimately I thought well I love all of the like so many different things that and I can always draw them I can always make that a focus of my art so it was a way of combining all of my interests Um, and yeah so I think I just it was just one of those things that I I kind of knew early on and I was on the track in, in high school and I just took all the art classes and really went for it. So, um, I know, I think I applied to some liberal arts colleges to make my parents happy. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I think I knew kind of in my heart that I, I wanted to go to art school.
0: What was the first professional illustration project that you worked on?
1: Ooh, um, professional art project. Let's see. Um, well, I'm not going to count some children's books I did for family, <laughs> um, but I I got my first. Well, I, actually, it would be in my internship. Um, I got an internship at a, a t-shirt company in Florida um, called David and Goliath, and they made kind of cheeky um, pajamas and and shirts. And I can't remember what they were, they were known for. It was like there was a book called um, "I Like to Throw Rocks at Boys" something oh. like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I think that was my very first job, or where I got paid mm-hmm. to actually um, make art. So um, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't think that they offered an internship at that company, but <laughs> I, it was one of those things where I just was like, "Well, I'm going to try to email them and see if they want an intern." And it actually worked out. So they they were interested in hiring an intern. So I feel like um, I don't know. I was lucky in that way, but also. Don't be afraid to just reach yeah. out to people.
0: <laughs> they didn't know that they needed an illustrator, yeah, but they did. Right. <laughs> How do you get connected to jobs as an illustrator, for especially for another author? Do you have an agent that you go through?
1: Um, yeah, I think that's a tough question. I know it's different for everybody. Um, I was lucky enough to find a great literary agent, um, Molly O'Neill, um, who connects me with uh, publishers and editors. And, um, before that, um, my very first book, I did not have an agent for, um, it was when I I had created a dummy book for Wendell the Narwhal Mm -hmm. back when I was in college, Mm -hmm. um, for a children's book illustration class. So I, um once I started freelancing, I decided to kind of clean it up and submit it to different editors and publishers and agents. Um, Didn't hear back for, I think, years. And then out of the blue, I heard from a publisher in uh, Vancouver, Canada, um, called Simply Read Books, and they were interested in working with me. So I think that propelled everything forward. Once I had that book out in the world, then I believe Simon and Schuster saw it and, um, an editor, Paula Wiseman from Simon and Schuster at the time, um, had seen it and, um, contacted my agent. So
0: how is it different illustrating your own book, uh, versus illustrating something written by another author?
1: Yeah, typically, I don't have any contact with the author. Um, generally, how the publishers have been working is they give me the manuscript. There might be a couple of notes um, or they have a couple of ideas that they tell me, but um, it's up to me to kind of just take that that manuscript and run with it. So in that way, it's really fun. I love doing that. Um, and uh, in a way, like... It kind of relieves some of that pressure. Uh, I, I'm not a, I don't consider myself to be a great writer. That's something that's, I, that I've been working on. So I love having a manuscript that is beautifully written, that I can just do what I do <laughs> and, and um, be creative with the art and try to come up with something that complements the, the writing as well as I can.
0: Have you ever gotten a manuscript where you thought, "Mm, I just can't see it, and that that you turned down because you couldn't see it the way you think the author wanted you to?
1: You know what? Um, I don't think I have. Uh, So far, the ones I've gotten, um, I've always been excited about. I've had to turn down some just because of time. Um, but usually I've been pretty upset to do that or I'm like, oh no, I you know wish I could do it. I think there was one about bats where I was like, oh, I really want to draw some bats. <laughs> but I, I just
0: couldn't at the time. Um, How long does it take to, from start to finish, to illustrate mm-hmm. a book, like something like the Jellyfish Brothers, for example? Yeah,
1: I think the Jellyfish Brothers was about a six-month project, which felt great. I think that was the longest I've had to work on a book, um, and it really gave me a chance to just do the best I could, mm-hmm. um, and have fun with it. Uh, I think generally before that, I, I've worked on a lot of novelty books and, um, and books for the UK and, and sometimes like the timeline is just much, much faster. Um, so I feel like it ranges from anywhere between three months to a year. Like it could take that long. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on?
1: Wow, I've had so many fun projects. Um, But I have to say recently, um, working on Blue Planet was Mm -hmm. my absolute, I mean, I think I'm just so happy with how everything turned out. It was very difficult to work on. It was faster, a faster timeline than I'd ever um, had before for books. Um, But it was exactly what I wanted to be doing. So I think it was just fulfilling in that way.
0: Yeah. So when you get a new illustration project, like what's your first step? Mm.
1: Um, So for book projects, my first step is I read through the manuscript and I like to write down a lot of things that come to mind or just start doodling as you know, after my first read. when I got uh, the manuscript for Spencer and Vincent, the Jellyfish Brothers, which is this really cute book about jellyfish, and they meet all these ocean characters, I was just inspired to start, you know, doodling these characters because um, I'd never really seen many jellyfish characters out there in the world. Um, it was fun for me to try to develop that. Um, so yeah, writing just writing down some words, some keywords, like circling things that. Kind of pop out to me um, often when I read a manuscript. If I get like a, if uh, if I can envision how one of the pages will look, that can kind of set the tone for the whole book. So um, I think it's a great manuscript if I can really visualize something if I'm really inspired by it. So that really sets the sets the mood and the tone. Um, and then from there, I I start sketching out um, little thumbnails and sketches to try to see how the layout will work and. I really love coming up with those little visual narratives that can go alongside um, writing um, to try to add some depth to it. So I love work. That's one of my favorite stages is the sketch phase because I I can go to a park or a cafe and I just sit and draw and just be creative. It's awesome.
0: How did you develop your personal style as an artist?
1: Mm, That's a good question. I really struggled with that. Um, especially in college, I just always felt like I didn't have a style, I couldn't, I I couldn't commit to something. I just, I loved too many different styles. (laughs) Um, And it was hard for me to stick to one. So um, I really didn't have a style until I started freelancing. Um, And I, I really put time into Um, focusing in on something and committing to a style. Um, And the way I did that, I think what helped was I took a few pieces of art, um, and even like patterns and things that I had seen that I really liked. And I tried to identify what it was that I liked about them. And I would write it down on a post-it note, like pattern, you know, um, these like fun shapes, and like a graphic element. And And just to remind myself to, like, stay focused. (laughs) Uh, And that actually really helped me um, kind of figure out something that I could be consistent with that I really liked and that could change with me um, through time.
0: Can you tell us anything about what you're working on now? Um, So I do
1: have a couple books coming up, uh, novelty books. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I had a baby a year ago. Oh,
0: congratulations. Thank
1: thank you. Um, Right before or it was actually during the pandemic. He was born in June. Mm -hmm. So I finished Blue Planet um, when I was pregnant, my last trimester. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really happy that I got that done because it did give me a runway because I had intended to um, work soon after having him, you know, after three months or so. But with COVID and the pandemic, uh, not having childcare or family nearby kind of, you know, (laughs) made me prolong um, when I was going to work again. So I did... um, work on one book while i was uh i think while my son was three months old right before he start like stopped sleeping (laughs) so i'm really glad that happened um but it's uh it's called christmas mouths it's one of these little like novelty books with a little puppet Mm -hmm. in it um it comes out through chronicle so that is coming out and i do have a few more through chronicle that are in the works
0: is there a type of project you haven't worked on yet that you'd really like to do Well, um,
1: I actually am trying to, I'm working on writing my own book. Uh, I did, I've written one book before Wendell, the narwhal, um, with a lot of help from the editor. I feel like it was really collaborative effort Mm -hmm. between the editor and myself. So, um, what I would love to be doing is more nature related books, um, that are, that I can really combine everything that I love. Um, so I love writing that is kind of poetic and can be fun and playful but also um very moody and i'm trying to kind of create i don't know like trying to figure out what it is like what my writing style is um and i'm so that's that's something i've been thinking of like especially having a baby um i have been reading a ton of books to him so it's definitely giving me a different perspective uh it's been fun to kind of be able to research while I have this uh, a baby. Um, and I can't physically like work on projects yet, but I'm definitely thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I'd love to make these books that are kind of nature and science, but also poetic. Um, I think Over and Under the Snow by uh, is it Kate Messner and Christopher Silas Neal. I think that is a, kind of a perfect example of where I'd like to be. So that's what I'm aiming for. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about that.
0: Your website said that you're a certified naturalist in California and working on your certification in Ohio. What does that mean?
1: So every state, um, almost every state, I believe, has a naturalist program that anyone can sign up for, and it's uh, a certification. Um, you, you do a certain amount of hours to learn about the nature in your area. So um, I went through the Ohio naturalist course um, before the pandemic happened. And um, so I learned a lot about Ohio when I moved, I moved back here. So I, I've only, I think I've been here for uh, since 2018. Um, I was living in San Francisco before that. So that's where I kind of learned about the naturalist class uh, was in San Francisco. They had a, a wonderful program um, that I completed there. Um, so I wanted to learn, do the same thing in Ohio because I wanted to kind of learn about wherever I was living. And, um, it's really just like, it, it doesn't go in depth about any one subject, but you learn just a lot about every topic about, you know, nature in this area, like the plants, animals, the, the rivers and the lakes and, um, you know, the climate. So geology, yeah, it's everything. And I, I think it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like I love just learning about that stuff.
0: Is there field work involved in that?
1: Yes, yes. We were um, kind of mucking around uh, in um, fields looking for dragonflies one day. <laughs> um, yeah, we're collecting water samples, doing yeah. So it's it's a lot of hands-on stuff. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's called the Ohio Certified Volunteer Naturals Program, <laughs> um, and I think I. I mean, I I kind of wonder if nature was what inspired me to draw. When I look back at things that I used to draw as a kid, it was always animals and birds, and I was obsessed. (laughs) Do
0: you have any favorite children's books or or other illustrated books that you find to be really exceptional? Or any favorites that you're reading with the new baby now?
1: Yes. uh, So I do have an addiction to collecting children's books, and I did even before I had a baby, and now it's just completely out of control.
0: <laughs> you have an excuse now.
1: I do, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been so much fun. But, yeah, I, I loved reading books when I was a kid, and I remember just really zeroing in on the illustrations, um, particularly Shel Silverstein. I just remember loving those drawings. Um, and, I mean, I loved everything about it, but um, I think Where the Sidewalk Ends was one of my favorites and Marie Sendak of course like Where the Wild Things Are is one of my favorites um, and I, I always coveted the drawings I, I do remember like when I was a kid I wasn't supposed to draw in my books but I took a crayon and I colored in one of those Shell Silverstein drawings because I just loved it so <laughs> much <laughs> I couldn't help myself and I think I even tore the page out and hid it from my mom because I was so afraid <laughs> um yeah, uh, I was very inspired by, by children's books when I was a kid. There's so many. Oh, Eric Carl too. Brown bear, brown bear. Yeah. That was one of the big influences on me.
0: But that's interesting. Like because the Shell Silverstein, like you said, it, it need it lacked colours to the point that you felt to need to replace <laughs> it. And then yeah. Eric Carl it's like nothing but colors.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's so it's bold time. and yeah, fun. I think those those shapes were always just burned into my mm-hmm. head like i just loved those shapes and the animals um and i do think that's really influenced how i work now because i'm so focused on shapes and color and, and mm-hmm. it's i almost I, I did try out collaging too at, at some point point. But i feel like i'm kind of inspired by it you know i, I take some elements of collage into my to my artwork so mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think a lot of that was
1: from all of those influences growing up
0: all right To wrap us up, what would you like people to know about being an illustrator?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot about making children's books that's very specific um, to like illustration is such a broad category. There are so many different directions you can go. Um, And I think learning about children's books really um, changed my life. It kind of gave me something that I didn't know I needed (laughs) um and learning about how it's done um was interesting to me too because I think a lot of that is a mystery to a lot of illustrators um I do get asked a lot like how do you get your book published a lot of people have ideas and they they want to publish it but they just don't know where to start um so I feel like that information can be really useful um and uh, there's so much to go into about it, but uh, generally, I just feel like making a dummy book. Um, if you know what, a, if you don't know what a dummy book is, it's like making sketches of um, what the book will look like, and you know, finishing two or three of the images. Um, to, you know, just making that finished art so that you can get an idea of what the final book will look like. Um, and then once you have that. Uh, send it out to agents and publishers and um, editors and I think that's a really good place to start um, one, one of the biggest things that, have, that has helped me as an illustrator is having illustrator friends <laughs> mm-hmm. um, having a, a mentor or just a community of people who do what you do and inspire you and and challenge you. Um, and I think one of my friends, one of my best, best friends, Julia Kuo is an amazing children's book illustrator also. Um, and she's always been one step ahead of me. She left to freelance, um, before I did. And I think being in touch with her, um, just gave me confidence and gave me somebody to bounce ideas off of and share, what I was working on and, and it's hard work being a freelancer, you're in a little bubble by yourself. Like a lot of times you don't have, you don't have anyone to tell you you're doing a great job. (laughs) Um, So I think community is really the best thing you can do for yourself as an artist, as any artist, really, I think that helps. So that's what I would say. (laughs)
0: Once again, my warmest thanks to illustrator, naturalist, author, and so much more, Emily Dove, for sitting down with me and answering all of my questions and sharing her experience with all of us. And as it turns out, she had a little something extra to share as well. And it's going to be the prize in a giveaway that we are doing. If you would like to win a signed copy of the poetry book Catch the Sky with the illustrations by Emily Dove, then please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a review. Then if you go to our Facebook page for Apple Tree Books and send us a message letting us know that you left the review along with your contact information, We will be choosing one of the first reviewers uh, at random to win our signed copy of Catch the Sky. Please do not include any personal contact information in any reviews that you leave on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, We really do appreciate the support. Uh, indulging us on this little experiment. And uh, this was a wonderful opportunity for us to uh, show how much we continue to appreciate all of you. So that is going to wrap us up for the second episode of Book Banter, the Apple Tree Bookstore podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.